0: Welcome to the M&A CornerCast, a podcast focused on the world of mergers and acquisitions, helping inform the business owners and advisors we work with every day. I'm your host, Chuck Dallas. I have more than 10 years of experience with mergers and acquisitions, both from a corporate perspective and as an outside advisor. We welcome back Scott Bushke, managing partner and founder of Cornerstone Business Services. Hello, Scott. How's it going today? Doing well, Chuck. That's great. Say, we want to talk on a topic today that, that I'm sure you have some excellent examples, Scott. Seller remorse. And how do you avoid seller remorse, Scott? Yeah, it's
1: a good topic, and unfortunately this happens more than it more than it should. And, and usually when it happens, it's because people are not going out on their own terms. They're going out on someone else's terms or they're uneducated to What the process is. A lot of times they'll do it themselves or with yep. a team that typically doesn't do M and A. So maybe it's just them and their CPA that does their books for them, or or, or their attorney that doesn't do M and A. And they find out after the fact that boy, I I left money on the table. Sure. You know, I just worked with one buyer and I got the best I thought I could get from that one buyer. But boy, they they sure wine and dined me and told me everything I wanted to hear. But you know, the end of the day, I thought they were you know buddy old pal. But when I really looked at it and talked with other yeah. folks after the fact, that you know the reason they were calling me and spent all this time and energy working with me one on one because their job is not to give them the highest best price. It's to get the best price they can get as the buyer. And they find out only after it's too late and the transaction's completed, or they know that they're burnt out or, or it's not as much fun. And they go down the path and, and they sell the business, but they've spent very little to zero time reflecting on what the heck am I going to do after I sell my <laughs> right. business? And they just don't know. And I've heard guys say, oh, I'm just going to relax. Well, how long does sitting on the front porch and relaxing <laughs> take till you're, you're bored out of your mind? And for right. time, Entrepreneurs, that's probably about a half an hour. You know, <laughs> right, yeah. it, it, it's not too long for an entrepreneur to sit back and just "quote unquote" relax and not have anything else to do or to think about or to stimulate them or just getting stuff done or helping people or whatever else it might be. So, you've heard me in other topics talk about preparing, and the more you prepare financially, getting your company ready for sale, cleaning up the financials, building out the management team, yep. getting some upward trends. You know, cleaning up and professionalizing the company with processing systems and trends to emotionally being ready, you know, really truly talking with your spouse and other people that are important in your life of what do you want to do next? You know, what does it yeah. look like? Is now the right time? And then financially, you know, does this number make sense? Can we live the ideal lifestyle? You know, it might not make sense if you, you know, if you think you need $8 million to live your ideal lifestyle and you're only going to get three and a half million out of this. Right. It's yep. like, okay, now I sell, that was my big income stream. Now what am i going to do, this is what I've this is all that I know. And now yep. you have a non-compete that you can't do probably yeah. what you yeah. learned to do for the next three to five years, at least right. at the area that you focus on, you might have to move across the country or something to that effect. So it's something that absolutely can be re- removed and, and and can be mitigated. Again, it takes planning. Yep. It takes time. It's something that, like I said, if, if you can psychologically prepare yourself and. and a lot of it, I think, is more psychological than financial. Where you're part of that company, you go out to the golf course, and I'm not Scott Bushke, you know, owner of Cornerstone anymore. I'm just Scott Bushke now. And sure, what am I going to talk about it? You know, I can't talk about the crazy things going on in deals or, or you know, what's going on yeah. in the marketplace. I'm just waking up and coming to the golf course, and it's sure. just a different feeling from what I've talked with business owners. Again, I've not been there uh, firsthand, but I've talked with a lot of business owners after the fact, and it's there's usually some bumps in the road to get into this new lifestyle if they haven't prepared for it. Another way or one way to make sure that you you have less remorse or or no remorse is to really execute on a plan and be proactive. Like, okay, I've done my my valuation, my estimate of value. I know what I need. This is going to work. I'm ready to move on. I understand where I'm going. Now you're just executing on a plan. Well, as an entrepreneur, you executed on plans all your life. Right. And this is just the biggest plan that you have, the the most (laughs) important to execute on. And with the right team around you, you can do that. And you you confidently move it in the next chapter, which is going to have less remorse. The other piece of this might be that no matter how much you can prepare yourself, you just can't go cold turkey going, I'm a business owner for 20, 30 years, and now I'm not. Right. Again, there's typically always a transition of, you know, called six months to maybe a year for a business owner, depending again on a lot of different scenarios, but could be more, could be less. But maybe you go, you know what? I've done well. It's a good time. My net number exceeds my lifestyle number, like we've talked about, but I'm not ready to leave. And I really see some great opportunities in front of there, but I just, I don't want to go all in again in in my mid to late fifties or early sixties. So what you can do is sell 70 to 80% of your company to a financial buyer, typically a private equity firm or a family office. And we've all heard the horror stories of bad things happening with private equity firms that they've come in and completely ruined the company and the culture and everything else by trying to re-engineer, you know, financially re-engineer the company. But for all those those of you've heard, there's probably five or 10 where the company really does well. and, and, And there's good people out there that want to grow the company and want to learn. What your vision is, and support your vision, and those are the companies that in the firms that we work with, and that we try to screen all all the bad eggs and bring the good firms to the table that are looking to truly grow the business and bring value versus just trying to financially re-engineer, you know, by cutting costs and you know whatever it might putting lipstick on a pig, sort of speak. Right. Yep. So maybe you sell seventy eight percent of your company, take those chips off the table, get rid of all the personal guarantees, but now you're still in the company. There's still something that you have to talk about, but maybe you don't work as many hours or the stress level goes down. Right. And you can kind of slow. We start, you know, maybe you're there for two, three, four, five years. And then after that, you sell your second bite of the apple or the extra 20, 30%. Now you get some additional value and now you can truly walk away. So it's kind of a step down right. and then another step down and, and, and completely out versus just 100% sale in and out. So that's another way that people can do that. It's kind of a two or three step process versus a one step process. Right. Another one would be, hey, you know what? Some people can't own something that they don't own majority control of. It's like, sure. hey, I either control it, and I own it or right. I get out. So for those types of people, again, not right or wrong, Maybe you sell a 100% of the company, but part of that is negotiations is you get a really good compensation plan to stay on as an employee or a consultant. Sure. Now you get a good salary, you get good benefits, which obviously those prices are going up all the time. Exactly. Now for the next three years, whatever, five years, you've got a role. You got, again, you've got your risk taken off the table and you can help the company grow. But again, go home at night and turn it off a little bit easier. Right. Enjoy the family more. Takes to Actually take vacations because now you have four weeks of vacation that yeah. you otherwise uh, maybe uh, didn't uh, take uh, any. <laughs> and really be able to help the company but just as an employee, you know, right. and it's it's a different mindset, but you're still there. You're still going to work. You're still seeing the same people you've seen for the last 10, 20, 30 years. And it just allows you to, again, kind of that's like we talked about with the recap, majority recap is that stepping down in risk, stepping down in the amount of hours, stepping down in all the hats that you wear and continue to move into that retirement phase. The other is is really where we see a lot of remorse is that they're again they're they're done with being a business owner. At least that's what they think, but they have no idea. They haven't spent any time of what do they really want to do with their life. What sure. you know, what does that bucket list look like? So planning out trips, planning out you know it could be anything. Some guys want to go to every NFL you know stadium and see the Packers play in that stadium. Other sure. people want to see the brew you know the Brewers go around. Some people want to golf at different golf courses. Some people want to travel the world. Other people want to take all their family to Hawaii. You know, there's other things of hey I want to go work. For score and and help some other companies get started, yeah. or maybe you know I was thinking about passing the business down to my son or daughter, but I wasn't sure if they could run the company of this size or if they really wanted to because right. their passions aren't there. But what they're really passionate about is X. You know what? I'm going to take some of my proceeds and help them start a company and mentor them, and now they're doing something that they're passionate about. You're going to get passionate watching their eyes light up exactly. and, and and watching them those aha moments that you can teach your adult kids, and that could be something or giving back to a nonprofit. I mean, there's an entrepreneur can give. So much to a nonprofit with all right. the people that they know and all their business sense that they bring and it uh, really help. A lot of people that really need help in, in their community. So it, it's finding that passion also will get rid of that remorse because now they're going to something. They're excited to get up every day. Where we see it again is if, if you have no reason to get up in the morning, that's what people go, oh, my goodness, what did
0: I do? It's that sense of purpose. Yeah
1: exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So by creating that bucket list, you know, again, selling their business, we give them the gift of both time and money. So by doing this bucket list, by finding those passions, they're truly able to wake up with that purpose, be excited to help somebody do something that they've always wanted to do, do something that. Their spouse has always wanted to do do stuff with their grandkids. You know right. all the fun trips. Like this year, my my father in law just retired after a thirty year very successful career as a financial advisor, and they've decided that when each of our children hit eleven, they get a a one week trip anywhere in the country oh, they want to go. My eleven year old daughter. This she was so excited. She still is excited. She loves horses, and they decide they're going to go out to Montana and go on a dude ranch for seven days, ride horses, you know, move cows around, do whatever you do on a dude ranch. And she is so excited. Those will be memories that she will have for the absolute rest of her life. And they'll have those same memories, be able to say that was a cool experience. And they're able to do that because he was able to sell his company, was able to remove it, and he did do a multi-step process in that where he sold about half of his company, but then stayed. for three years and then sold the other half of his company roughly. And I think he actually stayed on for a fourth year. So he kind of teared down you know, his ownership and, and teared down his role of what he was going to do and taking on less clients, transitioning them to other people in his firm. But now they can do all these cool things. They've remodeled their cottage. They're uh, planting a big garden for the grandkids. He loves to deer hunt. So he's got new deer hunting right. land. He's planting plots, <laughs> food plots and cameras and everything else you can think of. And so excited for deer hunting. And, and now to do this every three years, I'll we'll be able to have an amazing trip You know, with each of our kids. That's really special special and the kids will have that time with just grandma and grandpa. Nice. Those are the things that really help eliminate that any kind of remorse <laughs> because you really do some cool things. And that's where we get excited. So again, that's something that we're going to talk with our owners about is okay, we know the numbers make sense because we're going right. to do an estimate of value. We're going to go through that whole check process. But what people don't talk as much about and what a lot of best bankers don't care about is are you emotionally ready? Right. We want to make sure that you're emotionally ready because if not, at the end of the day you could have this seller remorse or you could yep. say geez, I really don't want to sell my business at the 11th hour. And then it just, it causes a lot of problems and headaches right. and de- dollars for breakup fees and all kinds of other stuff that nobody wants to go through. Yeah, It just allows you to go out on your terms and really enjoy the next years of your life. And, and that's what's fun. So yes, is there salary remorse out there? Absolutely. It's usually with people that try to do it themselves, are unprepared, are uneducated, and then find out only after the fact that they left money on the table yeah. or didn't go out on their terms or kind of got burned by a, a strategic buyer or private equity firm that they thought they were t- going to take good care of. 'cause they were buddy old pal and it wasn't at the end of the day. But by working with an investment bank, by going through a set process, by preparing your business, by preparing psychologically, by knowing that your net number equals your lifestyle number exceeds it, and going and knowing what that bucket list looks like in your passions, that's when, you know, good things are going to happen for you and your family.
0: Oh, exactly. It sounds nice to say I really don't have anything else to do today. I'm just going to sit and watch TV. But Scott, we both know most people are not wired that way. No,
1: it's not especially entrepreneurs. That's not going to last long.
0: Right. That's really some great insight in what you're giving to the listeners here, and we appreciate it. Again, we're visiting today with Scott Buschke, the managing partner with Cornerstone Business Services. Thank you, Scott, for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the M&A CornerCast. Hopefully, we gave you some insight into the world of mergers and acquisitions. We'll see you back again next Thursday with a brand new episode.